very much, Bethany, for the wonderful message and song. He, he's never lost a battle, and thank God for this, the God that we serve. And we certainly have some battles, and he's never lost a one. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 for our messages uh, teaching time tonight. And uh, I'm thankful tonight that we, we can meet here, and uh, uh, we can have this on screen tonight because I want to share what I believe uh, just really, really a special uh, time of a message for our church at this time. First Corinthians chapter number 12, and I'd like to begin reading in verse number 18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, but yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, uh, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble or necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Our Father, we thank you so much tonight for the wonderful privilege we have to meet here as a local New Testament church. We have a lot to be thankful for. Thank you for the battles, uh, Lord, that you have won for us. Uh, there are some physical battles going on now that we're trusting you to be able to work in a special way. Thank you for what you've done so many times over the years, and we're suddenly thankful to have a God that we serve. I pray tonight that you would bless our time uh, here tonight as a church. I pray for those that are here uh, for this time and that those will be, that will be watching online, and I pray that you use the message tonight to be able to minister to us uh, as a body and use us in a special way. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with thine Holy Spirit. Bless the pastor as he's away. Take care of him. We ask it in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for uh, standing. Without a doubt, one of the exciting things going on uh, here at this time is that we are part of a church that's growing. If you believe that, say Amen. Uh, the local church is growing, and by the way, growth is a good thing because that's a sign that the God that we serve is working. So here we find here at Crossroads Baptist Church that we are part of a church that is growing. Here's what is happening here, if you haven't noticed, and I'm sure you have. Uh, we're having people get saved. That's a good thing that ought to be happening. We're having people that are joining our church that are transferring from other churches, we're having a bunch of us who've been around here at a long time, and we're all coming together to form what is called the body of Christ, this local New Testament uh, church. I'm excited 
that we have the opportunity to see people like we had this weekend for Fall Festival and for Harvest Day. We see people participating. I walked around this building several times and I, I, I still haven't gotten over how many new people, how many different people, how many older people, how many young people that were involved in the work and ministry of the local church. I thought that we probably had as much participation as a local church of any time that I've seen uh, over the years. That's a good sign. That's a sign of growth. God is working in a special way. And it's wonderful to be able to see people get involved uh, in a church that is growing. And our church is growing uh, pretty fast right now. We thank God for it. The Apostle Paul who wrote the passage I just read was used to seeing a church grow. After all, he went into Corinth. He preached for 18 months there. All kinds of people got saved, baptized, joined the local church. It became a great church. He's writing to this church a little bit later on. He says in verse number 18, but now hath God set members, uh, every one of them in the body as it pleased him. God puts people in the church as it pleases him. He is the one who builds the church. He says in verse number 20, but now are they many members, but yet one body. He says it's good when I look at this church to have this diversity, but with that diversity, we ought to still have unity. You believe that? Say amen. He goes on and says in verses uh, 21, uh, to 23, he said, every member, every single one, the young person, the new member, uh, the older member, everyone God has so structured the body that we are de to depend upon one another. He says in verse 24, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body uh, together, uh, having given more abundant honor to that which, that part which lacked. In other words, God has so arranged this body that we are dependent upon one another. So picture this structure. God puts church people in church as it pleases him. God makes us dependent upon one another. God says, I want this church. I've so arranged it as a body where there's plenty of diversity, but it's to have unity. And I've done all of that for what he says in verse 25, uh, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. God says the purpose is that I want to have this unity in this local New Testament church. Now here's what God is saying. The church is so structured that we are to grow together as a family, and as friends. That's a good thing when you can walk into a local church and see it's growing as a family and as friends. Now, the Apostle Paul knew, because he established the church of Corinth, that it had grown fast, it had diversity, it was growing as friends, growing as a family, but he knew that as a church had more people, you find out that you have more what? Problems. So he says, I want the church to grow. 
And I want this church to grow as a family, grow as friends. But I want this church to always maintain that no matter how much diversity, no matter how many members, I want this body to be diverse, but I want it to be a family and to be friends and grow for the glory of God. A number of years ago, 1994, our church went from the building up the street to this building. We began to have some rapid growth. We had people of all walks of life. We had new people working. We had everybody working, getting involved in the work of God. And about 29 years ago, God gave me something that I've never forgotten. I've preached and taught this all over this country in different parts of the world. I want to speak to us tonight on this subject. We've got diversity. You believe that? Say amen. We're growing. That's a good thing. And I want us to have this kind of attitude as a local church. I want every young person, every new member, every new convert, everybody who's been here a long time, I want us to develop this attitude. Here's what I want to do as a part of a church that God has established. I want to maximize my potential and I want to minimize any problem that I could ever have. Now picture this. I'm a part of a church. Here's my attitude. God, help me maximize my potential and help me never to come to the point where I cause a problem. That kind of formula is what makes a church become a great church. So very quickly tonight, I want to talk about a formula that is guaranteed, will never fail, will work in any church, how every man, every woman, every boy, every girl who's a part of God's church can maximize his or her potential and at the same time minimize any problem that could ever cause the church. Does that sound like a good formula? Well, let's talk about how to do it. It's going to begin with what I call working. How many believe that if you're part of a church, you ought to work? We saw one of the best demonstrations of this local church working this weekend that I can ever remember seeing. Men, women, boys, and girls from all walks of life was around this parking lot, in this building, working for the glory of God. Great participation. They were maximizing their potential. People doing all sorts of things. And I want, us to, I want us to be able to think, I'm a part of something God's building. And God, I, 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 I want to be, I've been recently saved. I've been here a long time. I came from another place. God, I want to walk into something that you have built, that you placed me here. And I want to walk in with this attitude. I want to maximize my potential. And God, I want to minimize 
any problem that I could ever cause your church. But I'm going to give you a formula that's, that will work for you, work for me, and work for everybody in a local New Testament church. How to maximize my potential and at the same time minimize any problem. So I'm going to give you six points here, and they're going to go quickly. Each one is going to start with the word work. And then I'm going to give you a preposition that we're going to emphasize. And that preposition is going to take the word work, and it's going to have a relationship with the rest of the phrase of the word. So we're going to begin with number one. How do I maximize my potential in Crossroads Baptist Church and minimize any problem that I could ever cause to my church. Number one, work, here's a preposition, for the right person. I, I'm working in my church, but I'm working for somebody. The Bible says whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. I'm working in the church for the right person. I'm preaching for the right person. I'm teaching for the right person. I'm cleaning for the right person. I want to maximize my potential. Here's how I can go and get it done because here's who I'm working for. The right person is always Jesus Christ. You say, well, how do I... How do I maximize my potential working and minimize my problem? Two things. Number one, if I'm working, I'm working to please him. Hey, everything I do in the local church, I'm working hard. Nobody is noticing, but I'm working to please one person. That's Jesus Christ. That will help me to maximize what I'm doing. I'll, I'll keep at it because I know he's always watching. And he's the one I'm working to please. Now, how does it help me minimize any problem? I'm working to please him, but all the praise for my work goes to him. How does that minimize the problem? That means if nobody pats me on the back, Nobody notices. All the praise for what I do goes to him. That means I can maximize. I work to please him, and if I'm not praised, it doesn't matter because all the praise for what I did goes to him. That helps me to maximize my potential, minimize any problem because I'm working in my local church for the right person. Number two, here's the word work. Here's the preposition, with the pastor. I'm working for the right person, that's Jesus Christ. But if I want to maximize my potential, I've got to work with the under-shepherd. That's the pastor. The Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls in Hebrews 13, 12. So I'm working with the pastor. 
Now, how can I maximize my potential working with the pastor? Several things. Number one, be in supplication for him. Every member of the local church ought to be praying for your pastor and for his family. Number two, be in submission to him. Hey, he's watching for your soul. And one day he's going to have to give an account to all of us. Therefore, I want to maximize my potential working with him in supplication for him, in submission to him. Number, thirdly, in support of him. Or to support what he brings to our attention. Or to support what he leads us to do. Or to support the ideas that God gives him. Or to support how God leads him. Fourthly, or to spoil him. I don't have to say a whole lot about that because Crossroads Baptist Church has always been good at spoiling its pastor. But I want to maximize my potential. I'm working for the right person. That's Jesus Christ. I'm working with the pastor. Number three, here's the word work. The preposition is work around personality. Work, work around personality. Now that takes some work. Hatred stirreth up strife, but love covers all sins in Proverbs uh, 10, 12. So I, I, I'm in a church. I want to maximize my potential. I, 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 I want to be the best that I can be. I, I, I'm working for the right person. That's Jesus. I'm trying to please him. All praise goes to him. I'm working with my pastor. I'm in supplication, praying for him every day. I'm in support of him. I'm in subjection to him. I want to help spoil him. But around me are other people that are different than me. Well, that's not a bad thing. Can you imagine being in a church where everybody was just like you? So I got to work around personalities because here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to maximize my potential. We are not in a church that's made up of products. We're in a church that's made up of people. And guess what? Personalities are different. So how do I maximize my potential? How do I work around personalities in the church where I'm trying to maximize my potential. Here's, let me give you a couple suggestions. Allow people to be different. Hmm. Allow differences. Everybody doesn't have to be like you or think like you or even act like you and certainly not look like you. We're all different, but we're one body diversity, allow people to be different than you are because we're all working for one purpose. We want to maximize our potential in the local church. So allow differences and avoid divisions at any cost. You don't ever want to have a church that's divided. God makes us different but puts us in the body as it pleases him. And I've got one 
purpose for being here. I want to maximize my potential. And I will work around personalities. Nobody has to be just like me. God made me this way. God made somebody else another way. And together, we're in the same body. And each of us ought to maximize our potential. All right? Work for the right person. That's Jesus Christ. Work with the pastor. That's Pastor Kenny Baldwin. Work around personalities. That's all of us. We all have different personalities. Number four, the word work. We're going to work. The preposition is on. Work on the people. So what do you mean about, about that, Pastor? Work on the people. What's the thought? I'm maximizing my potential. And at the same time, I'm minimizing any problem. But I'm with people in the body. As a matter of fact, there are people in this wonderful church that I love that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Anybody like that? Then don't raise your hand up. Don't tell on yourself. Well, I've been here 42 years. I've never met anybody in this church that I didn't love in Jesus. But I've had some personalities and some people over the years that I had a hard time liking them. It's just, you know, it, it, it don't, don't look all spiritual. Some of you the same way, you just don't want to admit it. So what do you do? You're in, you're in a body. You, you're in a body that you were placed here by Jesus. Uh, we, 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 there's, there's diversity and there are different personalities and there are people that just kind of rubbed you the wrong way in the church, but I've got to maximize my potential regardless of that. So how do I do that? Well, one way to do that this will work every time. Pray actively for them. Yes, it's hard to be upset with somebody if you're praying for them. Just with every time you get that little urge to get frustrated, start praying for so-and-so. And just pray. And by the way, don't start praying that God will change them. Pray that God will change you. Pray actively for people. I mean, you ought to be praying for everybody in the body, whether they're the closest friend you have in here or not. We're working together as a family, as a friend. So here's how you, here's how you work on people. Pray actively for them. That'll work every time. I'll tell you a second thing you can do to help you uh, work on people and take away that, that thing that bothers you a little bit. Provide some assistance to them. You know, you know, you know what's good to do sometimes in a local New Testament church for people? Take somebody out. Invite them over. Do something uh, special for them. Minister to them in a, in a special way. It helps to relieve any of the tension you may have in the body because after all, we're lots of diff different people, but we're still one body with one purpose, and that's to honor the Lord. So I work for the right person. That's Jesus Christ. Work with the pastor. Work around personalities. Work on people. Pray actively for them. Provide assistance to them. 
Number five. Turn back in the Matthew chapter five for just a moment. Keep in mind, I'm a part of a body. I was put here by Jesus Christ and I am doing everything I can to maximize my potential and God helped me never, never to become a problem. Matthew chapter five, verse number 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there remembereth that thy, thy brother hath all against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Number five, work is a preposition out the problem. Keep in mind, one body, there's diversity. But I want to maximize my potential. I'm working for the right person. That's Jesus Christ. I'm working with the pastor. I'm working around personalities. I'm working on people. I'm praying for them, ministering to them. Then work out the problem. You know, the Bible makes it kind of clear here. It's, it's hard for me to be, have effective prayer to him if I have alt in my heart against somebody in the body because God looks at the body. He just doesn't look at us individually alone. He looks at the whole body. A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. So I want to maximize my potential. I can't do that if I have an unresolved problem with somebody in the body that I'm a part of. So if I'm going to maximize my potential, guess what I have to do? I got to work out the problem. Now Matthew chapter uh, 18 tells me how to work it out. Uh, he says, I need to have a, a scriptural approach when I have a problem with somebody. Here, here's the scriptural approach that we find in Matthew chapter 18. I am to go to that person personally, privately, prayerfully, and patiently. Now, let's think about the, the personal personal way. If I got alt against a brother, I need to go to that brother. I don't even need to go to the pastor and tell him about it if I haven't gone to the brother. I certainly don't need to go to brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so and reveal to them the problem I have and I want you to pray about this. No, no. I'm to go personally. I'm to go privately. I'm to go prayerfully. And I'm to go patiently with them. After all, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to maximize my potential in the body that God placed me in. God puts people in the body as it pleases him. And when you're in a church, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. When I'm a part of something God's building, I've got to maximize my potential. I can't have problems with somebody in the body without a scriptural approach to resolving that problem. That means I'm going to go 
to that person personally, privately, prayerfully, and patiently. That's the scriptural approach. But I'm also, according to Galatians chapter 6, I'm to do it with a spiritual attitude. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. How do I resolve a problem? Well, the spiritual attitude is I've got to restore such a one. I, I, I've got to be caring enough to try to restore. After all, if we have an unresolved problem in the body, I can't maximize my potential. And I'm certainly creating a problem. So I'm going to not only have a scriptural approach, but I'm going to have a spiritual attitude. I'm going to go caring. Caring is not to hurt you, it's to help you. Because unresolved problems in the body leads to problems. This is, this is an organism that belongs to Almighty God. So I'm going to go caringly. And I'm also to go considering, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. You know, you look, don't, don't ever look at somebody who's having a problem and be condemning them without considering you could be having the same problem. It's amazing how we can look down on other people without thinking about it weren't for the grace of God and the goodness of God, that could be me. I could be having the same problems. Be careful about finger pointing and condemning somebody else without taking a good look at yourself. After all, I'm part of a body. I think sometimes that Christian people don't understand what it is to be part of a good local church. This is not, this is not a club. This is a the organism that Jesus purchased with his own blood, the, 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 the pillar and ground of the truth, the program of God. And that it, it's a privilege to be a part of a good local New Testament church. And I have to make sure that I, I maximize my potential because I don't, don't want to ever keep the preacher up late at night worrying about a problem I cause. I, I, I want him to be going away or doing something and and just thinking of the joy that I brought to his heart by how I worked in the ministry that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so number one, work for the right person. That's who? Help me out. Jesus Christ. Work with the pastor. Now, who's that? Pastor Kenny. Work around personalities. Don't respond. Don't tell me about all the personalities in here that you're having a hard time working around. Just work around them, okay? Pray actively for them. Provide some assistance and win them over. After all, we need them in the body. This body is doing something for God and we need them. Uh, what was the next one? Work on people. The way you do that is pray actively for them, provide some assistance, and then work out the problem. Work out. Work out the problem. Work out the problem. 
a scriptural approach with a spiritual attitude. And here's the last one that is really, really important that I think is so neglected in the local New Testament church. Work, here's the preposition, through his power. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit in Ephesians 5.18. If I'm going to maximize my potential in God's local New Testament church, I've got to understand some things about me. And here's what I need to understand. Self is carnal, fleshly. There's so much goes on in the local New Testament church that's carnal, fleshly. And I mean that start, that can happen from the pulpit down to the pew. God is never pleased with carnality. Just because you have a talent, just because you have the ability to do something, just because you can perform, just because you can sing, just because you can preach, you do it in the flesh, it means nothing to God. Nothing, none whatsoever. And that, that's the danger. That's even the danger of a church like ours where you, you have so much talent, so much ability. We can have all the ability and all the talent we want to. But if we do it in the flesh, it's carnal and it doesn't please God. So the flesh is carnal. What God's looking for is somebody working who is spirit-controlled. I'm filled with the spirit, controlled by the spirit. That is what gets God's attention when it comes to maximizing my potential, minimizing any problems. The church of Corinth was a great church. There was a time you can walk into it where Paul said it came behind in no gift, no gift whatsoever. It was a spiritual church, but it also became one of the most carnal, fleshly churches that he wrote two epistles trying to correct the problem. We've got to understand God wants to build his church. He wants every new convert. He wants every person transferred. He wants everybody who's been here for a period of time and everybody in between. He says, I want you to work. And by the way, if you don't work, do something in the church and you're not working and help to reach people and minister to people, you're already a problem. You can't be in the local New Testament church and not expect to work. There's work in the church and, and God expects every Christian to do that, to work in the church but he wants us to make sure I work in a way that I maximize my potential and minimize, minimize any problem I can ever cause. I can do that without failure if I put this formula in practice. Here it is. I'm going to work for the right person. I'm going to work 
with the pastor. I'm going to work around personalities. I'm going to work on people. I'm going to work out problems. And I'm going to work through his spirit because I want the one who establishes church, the one who placed me in it, I want him to look down at me and says, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl has maximized his or her potential and minimized any problem whatsoever in my local New Testament church. Our Father, I know without a doubt if we could do this, if we could work as a lot of people do and more people doing in this church, work for the right person to please you and give you all the praise. If we could work with the pastor and you've certainly given us some great one. If we can work around personalities, we're all different. And help us to work on people. Oh, we need to minister to people. Problems will always pop up when you have people. But help us to walk, work them out, work them out with a scriptural approach and a spiritual attitude in every day of our life. Help us to be cleansed of sin, emptied of self, filled with thine Holy Spirit because the flesh is carnal and only spirit-controlled workers will ever maximize their potential and minimize their problems. Help us to see that. You have certainly put people in this church. We thank you for the growth. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for building this church. And thank you for all the people you've placed here. May we do our very best to maximize our potential and minimize any problems. And we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we pray.